Welcome to Business with Heart, a podcast about how to let your heart run the show while still winning in your business. I'm your host, Layla Daly, super spiritual, highly sensitive, the shy, extroverted life of the party who's unafraid to challenge the status quo of business. Are you ready to learn? Then let's go. Check, check. One, two, three. Is this mic on? Oh, it is? Well then, welcome to Business with Heart with Layla Daly. And let me tell you something. I'm Layla. And let me tell you something else. When you drink affogato, it is vanilla ice cream with coffee on top, you suddenly get a surge of inspirational thought and you have to, have to, have to record a podcast episode. Excuse the hyperness. I blame the vanilla ice cream from Costco. Did you know that ice cream, that vanilla ice cream, the Kirkland brand, is is like the top quality of ice creams comparable to Haagen-Dazs? And uh, coffee is coffee, which is life. Today, I want to talk about abundance as a mindset. Sometimes people think, no, 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 not like have a mindset of abundance or it's about how your brain is like you have to think about abundance. No, I'm not talking about that. By the way, if you hear rustling in the background, it's because my kitten Bubba is playing with plastic. Let's talk about an abundance mindset, but it's not. How am I going to explain that? It's not an abundance mindset. It's a mindset where Abundance is about the mind. Let's talk about it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Business with Heart with Layla. I already said that. I know. I know. I blame it on my affogato at 8 p.m. That made me go, wee. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so I was just sitting sitting around on my couch trying to entertain myself with the uh, television. And I was thinking about abundance because in my life right now, I feel like God keeps leading me to explore abundance. In the past, I have thought that abundance was financial abundance. I always assumed that abundance was an abundance of cars or an abundance of your home that's a mansion-looking thing or an abundance of your home with a pool. Interestingly, abundance for me was geared towards the home, the transportation, probably some of the food items or the things within the home. And why? Well, it's because my own home life did not feel abundant. Even though I had most of the things that I needed, it just didn't feel like it was an abundant place of of goodness and overflow. It felt instead, I I believe that my parents had a mindset about, um, a mindset of scarcity. And you know what irks me is when people throw around the same phrase and then here I am throwing around the same phrase. I, for a few years, not too many, but maybe like two or three, I've noticed people throwing out the phrase 
scarcity mindset and abundance mindset. And I just got annoyed. Like, stop saying that. And then here I am, hypocrite 101, Layla. Layla saying, hey, guys, let's talk about scarcity mindset and an abundance mindset. And I can't help myself. So hypocrite 101, Layla. Here I am. I have to talk about it, though. But I don't. I do not. Do not. I'm gritting my teeth. I do not want to talk about it the way that other people talk about it because I always have a flipped idea or a a bit of a, you know, I just, (laughs) I think about the common things a little bit differently. Let's skew it a little. Let's twist that to this angle and see it from this perspective. And so, like, if you actually go on the interwebs of the Google lands and (laughs) you guys... I blame the affogato. Have you had an affogato? It's vanilla ice cream with coffee poured on top, usually an espresso. I use a mocha pot coffee. Anyway, if you Googleize, what? If you Google or if you do an internet search on affogato, just kidding, on abundance or scarcity mindset, which I've done, you get a comparison chart of how if you're in a scarcity mindset, you have these list of things. And if you have an abundance mindset, you have these other things that you should aspire to. And it's very judgmental. Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, it's funny. But I looked at that and I didn't want to talk about that. I didn't want to talk about judginess, like, oh, you might have a scarcity mentality. Or the super positive outlook. Oh, you might, let's have an abundance mindset. Instead, I am talking about the same thing. However, I will not talk about it as a compare and contrast or as an obligatory list of things I need to do to be abundant. No, thank you. No, mm -mm. I don't want it. And I don't want, I don't want a list of scarcity ideas to judge me. Please, please don't do that. Okay, so I want to have a bit of a an angle when it comes to abundance and scarcity. So back to growing up, I think that my parents, even though we had enough, had this idea of survival. And I actually think that a lot of people live in that state of being, in that state of mind of, oh, I got to work to live. I got to work hard, pay my bills. I got to work hard to sustain my family. I need to work hard and provide for my children. And those are such honorable things. And so I'm not here saying don't do that. No, God forbid you stop. (laughs) You need to do that. If you have chosen to have beautiful children, then of course it's our responsibility. Ours, like it's my kids. They're not my kids, but I teach them. So it is... If parents, if people, if grown people, please don't be young, grown people are choosing to have babies, then yes, you need to be responsible and work hard to provide for those babies, emotional, spiritual, social, uh, physical health, all of those things. Okay. I'm a teacher, okay, elementary. So yes, those things are important to me because I see it very often. I see that the kids who excel and who are the most competent are the ones who are the most loved. Their parents are able to just love on them. Anyway, I digress. So 
I don't want to talk about the list of abundance mindset or the list of scarcity mindset. I just want to talk candidly about how I am realizing how much of a scarcity mindset I have because I think there's not enough. And therefore, how I am actually moving into a mindset or thought processes or a belief system that says, please don't, oh, my Bubba, my Bubba came to say hi. By the way, he's on my Instagram o at Layla.Delly. If you want to see his growth progression, is he in the 95th percentile? I don't know. He's cute though. He's five months and his sister is Cha-Cha and she is also five months. So you can see it on Instagram at Layla.Delly. Okay. So I, I'm sharing with you now how I am personally moving into a belief system and a livelihood and a lifestyle of abundance because people say, hey, do this, change your mindset. How? Show me how. Talk me through it and be real with me. I don't want you just telling me, read the list. See the list? You're on scarcity list. You need to be on abundance list. Okay, how? How am I supposed to do that? Click my fingers and go wiggle my nose? No. Okay, so so what am I supposed to do? Right? So there's this expectation. All right. Well, let me tell you how I'm getting there. So the question that I'm asking myself right now is, what if abundance was truly only a mindset and not about the financial abundance that most people think about when they think about abundance? I need to give credit where credit is due. And this whole mental shift, well, the credit goes to God first and foremost because he is my everything. Creator, bigger than the universe. Like this God is amazing and he loves. And and all these skewed ideas about God. I feel bad for God. Good thing he's big. Good thing God can handle all of our questions and our judgments about him or her or it. Okay, so it actually started in 2000, five years ago, six years ago. It started in 2015, 2016, when God poured. So I, I use essential oils. And there is a, a blend called abundance. And one time I was writing in my journal talking about, I felt God leading me about abundance and businesses. And then God's like, go get your abundance essential oil. And I was new to essential oils, so I had no idea that God's like, sprinkle it onto your book. And I took the abundance essential oil, and I didn't know that it would drip out in gobs. I thought if I flicked it, that it would just be like water off a spoon. You know, you flick the spoon and it just kind of splatters a little bit. No, I took the abundance bottle and I flicked it onto my workbook and it poured out as is the ways of abundance. Get it? My abundance bottle oozed out oil in abundance. And I was like, ha ha, that's funny, God. Because I knew what he was saying. It's like, look, we're talking about abundance and this bottle that God said, hey, flick it. And I only had this idea that these tiny little little microscopic little droplets was going to come out. And instead, 
this huge chunk of my page was ruined by oil or anointed by this oil, gifted by this oil, given me a lesson about abundance. And that was in 2015 or 16 or 17. Just kidding. <laughs> 17. Sorry. I zoned out. I think the affogato is, war- is w- wearing out. <laughs> Anyway, so the abundance idea started then, 2017 with essential oils. That's when I started. And then I progress in life. Okay, if you're stagnant, aren't you bored? Seriously, seriously, aren't you bored? Like this comfort zone? Yeah, it's comfortable, but it's boring. Yeah, it's comfortable, but there's no questions to be asked. It's comfortable, but it stinks. It's comfortable... But I have to sustain this boringness. Anyway, (laughs) to each their own, right? I just get bored because I'm like, look, there's no challenge. Where's the challenge? Okay, I need to keep going. Move forward, Layla. Okay, I'm moving forward. (laughs) So I progress in life. I I progress with my relationship with God, my relationship with self, learning and growing. And I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by a lot of things and I love thinking and philosophy and spirituality and religions and and different types of spirituality that go outside of religion because isn't that part of the religious or spiritual journeys that we're all on? Of course it is because I like I like learning and I like inquiring about all the walks of life except for the walk of evil. And no thank you. So I asked God, what is my next step? Where am I going from here? It was summer, this summer, summer of 2021. And God, actually, it was only a few weeks ago, but it was still summer break for me. I'm a teacher. So God led me to Deepak Chopra. And I didn't know about him. He's been around since like 93. I didn't know about him until I started to notice he was on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. And I was like, I love Oprah because my mom and I used to watch Oprah together. Well, I guess I didn't have a choice. I was like 10 and mama was watching Oprah. And so I just had to watch with her. If I wanted to watch TV, it was Oprah and I had no choice. She had veto power. So we're sitting there watching Oprah. And so I've loved Oprah since I was 11. And now I'm 40, almost 40, 39.98. That's how old I am. Okay. (laughs) Do you like my percentages? I love it. It's it's awesome. Okay. So I noticed that Chopra, (laughs) Deepak Chopra was on Oprah. That's a tongue twister. Deepak Chopra, Oprah. (laughs) That was funny. You know, that was funny. So I saw them and then I was intrigued. Who is Deepak Chopra? So I was looking at some podcasts in general and I thought, let me look at this Deepak Chopra dude because why not? I found him on podcast episode, like apps, Apple podcast, and he had two, maybe three. And one of them was 21 days of meditation. Abundance was the topic. And I went to episode one and I've been meditating on, it's funny guys, I should do a meditation episode. I've been meditating on accident. I started in 2008. I did it on accident. I was just praying. I was talking to God and it turned into this half asleep state of mind (laughs) and I was still praying. And then I noticed 30 minutes later that I was probably meditating, but I didn't, I didn't know. I had no idea that's what I was doing. 
I just wanted to be with God. Ugh. You know, that pull, just God. I need God. And that's all I want. And I just want to walk this life with him. And he's my partner. Okay, anyway. So abundance. I started the meditations. I did quite a few quickly within like two or three days because I'm kind of intense. Have you noticed? You might not notice or you might have like, whoa, she has truth. I do. And it's passionate. And it's 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 intense depending on the person you are. It might not be intense for you. Anyway. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. Please go to Deepak Chopra's 21 day of meditation and start with one episode one or day one. And it exploded my mind. And, you know, he is, he is spiritual with different religions. And I, I do think you need to be open to that. But if you're uncomfortable, well, then you're uncomfortable. (laughs) But I'm Christian. It's because I believe in Christ. I believe in Jesus Christ. But I'm so secure with Jesus. Anyway, I guess I digress. Anyway, I just want to let you know, it talks about different modes of meditation from different religions. So there's your your FYI, heads up. Okay, so episode one talks about the abundance of God. But it also talks about the abundance of the universe. I love science. I am a science lover. It doesn't mean like I have a microscope and I have like all these science experiments, although that is so cool. Like, please put me in a lab with some fun people and let's look at fungi in a microscope and then tell me some interesting facts about it. I don't like data. I don't like tables and numbers. That's horrible. That's horrible. I want social science, you know, like socializing while we're having science, not social studies. Anyway, so. The universe is fascinating to me because it's real. It's full of these balls of gas, these balls of energy, this ball of fire, the sun. It is, they're called stars and planets and solar systems. And it's this constant, constant observation and exploration of that which is beyond us. That's fascinating to me because I'm a lifelong learner. And the solar system and the Milky Way and the planets beyond and the universe beyond that is so untouchable that for the lifetime of humans, we will never be able to understand fully what the universe is all about. And that is beautiful to me. I love science. I love natural science and and astrology. I love astronomy, geography. I love geology, etc. So when the podcast episode from Deepak Chopra, episode one, talks about the infinite, holy, holy cow people, my soul and spirit is flip-flopping right now. I could scream, but I'm not going to because that's weird. No, it's not weird. (laughs) It goes with my passion. When it told me, that episode said that the abundance of God is infinite, it's eternal, it's everlasting, it will never stop, and I have access to that uh, because I love God, because I was made by God, 
Now, they say that the universe has this entire oomph of what it is. I don't, I cannot, literally, I cannot see past this hill. So my balcony, I have a, I have a screen door balcony. And, and beyond my balcony, I can see a hill. And that's it. And I can hear the cars on the street on the other side. That's all I can see with my naked eye. So our, our limits of vision is, is nothing. We have nothing. We have no vision. Literally, physical vision. Which is why we use telescopes. But when I heard that abundance comes from God or universe or whatever you want to call it. I call it God because to me, God is the thing that is sustained. He, he or she or it, God has eternal, infinite abundance that all I have to do is open up my heart, my mind, my thoughts, my being to it and just receive. People, you know, we have this because isn't God eternal? Yes. When we die, no matter your belief system on what happens when you die, there are so many theories. Oh, but Layla, you're calling my religious belief a theory? Clearly, it's a theory because there's like 20 million out there. There is not one that is the it factor. If you believe you're the only one who's right, then it's you against 8 billion people. Fine. You're right for you. Who knows? You don't know until you've died. Okay, there's my other tangent. So I'm just not going to claim that I'm the only person in my religious group in this side of the world that believes in this afterlife and I'm the only one who's correct. I think that's ignorant. We should be open to the thoughts of others. It's a listening process. God is eternal and he is the source of my abundance. So if God is infinite, so, you know, done, done with the whole rant. If God is truly infinite and eternal and is the source of all abundance, all infinity, all, and he wants goodness in my life. The struggle I had was the belief that I don't have enough scarcity, survival, and therefore I have to work harder to get more because I didn't have enough. Okay, so there's scarcity, right? So now let me just shoot to the point. Abundance has to come from God, in my opinion. This is all opinion. It's just one person's show. <laughs> but it's such good information. It's such good belief system. And it's such, I think it's quality because that's what I'm about. And it's insightful. So if God is the source of my infinite, eternal, never ending, never ending, because God is never ending, abundance, then, then why do I believe and live in scarcity? Because if I look at things, I mean, a lot of us do. Because it's the notion of I don't have enough work harder to get more, to get more money. Because if I have more money, then I can fulfill these things. And it's a cycle of scarcity. Work more to get more things. Work more to get more food. Work more 
etc. I'm not condemning it. It's what I lived and I continue to live right now as I transition into a, another thought process. But I wanted to take you along with me because once I realized that that was the mentality that God wanted me to change into, this abundance mindset where God is the source of all abundance and he wants to give it to me, she wants to give it to me. The only thing stopping it from coming to me, this abundance from God, an eternal source of abundance, God wants me to have joy. He wants me to have love. He wants you to have joy. He wants you to have love. God wants us to have life pouring out of us like a care bear shooting out rays from our tummy. Care bear, rays. You, You are not born in the 80s and raised in the 90s if you don't understand Care Bears and Rainbow Bright see the shining light with her rainbow unicorn. My favorites. Those are my jams and the gummy bears. Mm, 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 mm. (laughs) And DuckTales. Okay, I was born in 81. So let's go 80s cartoons. Care Bears. Why? 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 God does. Why was. Doesn't God want me to shine that hard? I need to tell you something. I felt guilty. Oh, I felt so guilty. Because I realized that God wanted me to have this eternal abundance, this eternal joy, this eternal goodness pouring out of me. So I said yes. It was not easy. It was not just a simple decision of, oh, okay, yes, that's not my personality. It took me a while. I had to truly open up myself to abundance. And do you know what happens when you open up yourself to God's eternal abundance? It starts pouring out of you and it kind of hurts. I don't know how else to describe it. Why would I use the word it hurts? Because it's uncomfortable. And I feel like it's too much. There's too much abundance. And then I got, I felt guilty. And then I thought, how can... I thought everyone was going to be jealous of my abundance. And isn't that also a scarcity mindset? I don't know. It could be. I'm going to be super honest. I felt guilty for accepting God's eternal abundance because I wasn't sure if other people would be willing to change their own mindset and believe that they too can have eternal abundance from God. See, if it was eternal, look, I guess I need to be quiet right there. Was I supposed to be quiet? Let it simmer down. An eternal abundance from God. It never stops. That what That's what abundance is. So, so I felt bad that if I have it because I accepted it from God, what if other people don't have it because they're not accepting it from God? Eternal abundance. It's not things. You need to be very clear right now with my, this message. It is not about an abundance of things because things 
is not a con that's not the source of abundance. It don't flip it. Oh, I have all these things and therefore I'm abundant. No. You have abundance within and then you have things. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you get your ducks in a row because I'm not talking stuff. Stuff comes, it's like putting the cart before the horse. Okay, you can't. And I think it's a mind shift. Anyway, it's a mind shift thing. Like you can't think things. You, It's abundance first. So what if other people, I was nervous, what if they're jealous of me standing here accepting this abundance from an eternal God? I felt guilty. So. I asked God about that. And his response was, share it. Share it. You can have abundance from God. The end. Should I do a mic drop? Are we done? How? How do you get it? I guess first, you need to believe in God. <laughs> if you don't believe in God, then it's really hard to think that God could interact with you because you don't believe in, in him, her. Okay, that's a, re, re, like a really real thing because some people truly don't believe in God. Okay, then, then you can replace God with universe. Except I just, I can't. I personally cannot change the name as I speak this and say the universe is giving it to me because I believe in God. And so that's me. But in your head, if you want, so first you need to believe in God. Do with this what you want because it's your brain, it's your life, it's your soul, it's you. It's your spiritual journey. But why wouldn't you be believe in God? Like the creator of all the things, R despite your religion, there's God. <laughs> That's just my mental. This is where I'm at. I don't understand how there's not a God. Okay. So from my perspective and from how I am speaking this through, you have to believe in God. For how, for if to follow my perspective, there it is, if, you know, do what you want with that. <laughs> So number one, I believe in God. I believe in an eternal God. I believe in a God who is bigger and beyond what I could ever fathom or imagine. I believe in a God who is good. I believe in a God who is sovereign. The God beyond religion, even though we try to explore God within religion. I personally believe in Jesus Christ. I totally do. It took me 27 years, but I believe in Jesus Christ as my personal savior. So. You don't have to unless you want to. And maybe one day you might explore that as well. To each their own. I'm not here to push or shove or like push my belief system on anyone because it's between you and God. So you have to believe that God is real and that he's all powerful, all knowing. And this might come from my very religious background or from my belief in the spiritual world from God, from my worship of God, for knowing God, for my want of God, 
God being my best friend, God being my breath, God being the one that guides me, God being my joy source, my source of joy, God being the one who has saved me from from death situations, from wrong relationships, the God who believes in me before I believed in myself. The God who picked me up out of the dirt, the God who cleansed me when I felt used, the God who took me in and called me royalty when I was thrown metaphorically as trash, the God who sees my worth before I can see my own, that's the God I believe in. The God of peace, but then why is there war? I don't know. I don't have that answer. The God of all greatness, but then why is there so much hurt? I don't know. I cannot answer that. And I I don't know how to answer it. If anything, I don't want to answer it because I don't know. And I feel like answers might, well, some people want to answer it. I, I can't. I cannot. I just don't know. I don't understand. But I choose to move through it. The God the God, the God who wants abundance in my life, who wants me to be abundance when I only knew how to survive. I didn't ask to know more abundance. I did ask, however, what was my next step, God? And God said, abundance. It was so difficult to wrap my brain around that. Just like I thought I was trash and it took so long for me to wrap my brain around the fact that God said I was precious. One time I had a vision from God. I have visions, visions and dreams, and I'm a visual. Anyway, I'm a visual learner, so there's my vision. And it was me, and I was in a pool of mud, and I was stuck. I had mud everywhere, all over my face, all over my body. And God came, Jesus maybe, or just God. And God is, to me, royal. God came with, I didn't see his face, but he came with his royal crown. Maybe you can call him Jesus royalty and he had his royal sphere with that golden top with jewelry on top of that and he had his robe and it was red it was royalty red and gold and he wore this because he is king because God knows who he is and he came to me and he picked me up and he pulled me out And he took his royal gown that was perfectly clean and he wiped me. He wiped the mud. And I said, no, no, God, no, I'm dirty. You are clean. Don't get your royal robes dirty for me. And God dismissed me and said, not dismissed me, but said no. And he kept cleaning me. And then he pulled me further and he put a crown on my head and he gave me his royal scepter 
and he wrapped me in his royal robes, kingly robes, and, me, and he sat me down in his royal chair. And it was in that moment that I learned that I could, def- I could argue with God until I'm blue in the face. I could keep arguing with God and say, no, I'm horrible. I'm nothing. I'm trash. I'm tattered. I'm used. You don't want me. You don't. Why? Why would you? How dare you clean me with your royal garments that are pure, pure cleanliness? Why would you do that? These garments of, of just white and all this mud. Why? And God showed me, declared to me, and said to me, I will treat you with the utmost. Who, I, who am I to argue with God at that point? If God says I am treasure and I think I'm trash, who's right? God is right. And so I chose to be the one to move into God's belief system for me. And that brings us to this new belief system that God wants me to have of abundance. And if God wants to give me abundance, it starts with a mindset and a belief system first. And it's about accepting that flow of abundance that saturates every part of your life. And if I stand here, if I sit here and I say, God, I can't receive this abundance because I worry that other people aren't getting it themselves or they might be jealous. And also, what if this message doesn't, like, what if there's resistance to this message? What if there is resistance of don't tell people about the greatness of God and the abundance they could have. I'm not saying that life becomes perfect. I'm not saying that all horrible things go away. No way. No, no, no. It's still there. However, if I change my belief at my core and I stand with God and I stand in alignment with him and I say, I believe that the abundance of God is flowing through me, I don't want you or other people to be jealous because I might have an abundance within. No, jealousy means I wish I had what you had. And that's the point. You can have it too. And so I sat and I said, because look, abundance is not things. Abundance is not money. Abundance is not a financial status. Because when it all comes to the end of things or when push comes to shove or when, when disaster hits, your stuff is gone. My stuff is gone. And that's traumatic. Of, yeah. So then when everything else is stripped away, you stand there alone. And what do you have? I hope you can say God. So my point, I'm not wishing you to, you know, have nothing. But I'm proving, I'm not proving, I'm stating a point. Because when it comes down to it, not 
abundance of things, not abundance of finances. Although you can have that later. At your core, do you have a mindset of abundance? That is the question to be asked. So, in conclusion and in this ending, I said, God, what do, we, what do I do with all my abundance in my heart? What do I do with this abundance that keeps flowing through me? What do I do with it? What is my next step? What? What do I do? I have an abundance of all the abundance. It's overflowing. And God, and I'm not sure I was even ready for God's answer because I had a bad reaction to his answer. And God said, give it away. And I said, no. <laughs> Clearly, I'm not ready to give away the abundance. And maybe I'm not done being abundant. Because because here's the point. If I truly, truly, truly were abundant, I wouldn't just, it wouldn't just be easy to give it away. I'd be overflowing with abundance that I had to give it away. And that's what I had to say about that. Okay, I thought it was done and I was going to be like, mic drop. And then as I sat here for a few seconds, I thought to myself, no, not just me. I knew that God was talking to me as well. So if you had an abundance, pretend there's an orange tree, which a lot of my friends have or people in the, the region I live, they it was a citrus farm. And so they have, I have this family friend who has maybe 10 or, or has an orchid, orchid, <laughs> has a citrus farm, a leftover citrus farm on their land. Maybe they have 10 citrus trees, grapefruit and oranges and lemons and even the mix of the fruits. And she has so many citrus fruit in abundance that she cannot pick all of them. And when, when she does pick them, she puts them in like five different bags, full bags of fruit. And she quickly says, do you want fruit? Do you want citrus? Do you want oranges? Do you want, do you want, do you want? Because she cannot contain the abundance of her trees giving her fruit. When? And she has to give it away. Abundance happens when you have to give it away because you have so much of it in heart, in mind, in thought, in belief. And so abundance, what if it was a mindset and you could give it away? And you could get some more. That's the question. Once you have that. Okay, so then what if you want financial abundance? Finan Look, financial abundance is legit. We live in a world where we have to use that coin. It started with Caesar's coin. In the Bible, it says, give to Caesar what Caesar is due because they were talking about taxes. So I'm just referring to a coin that is the bartering system of today. I'm not. So money, dollar bills, $100 bills, bank accounts, financial stability, financial abundance. I'm not talking about Bitcoin because I don't understand it. So there might be a, you know, 
technological currency. I don't know how to say it. But in the in the average world, in the rest of the entire globe, we use currency. In the United States, we use dollars. Financial abundance can be yours. And there's nothing wrong with it. Especially if you have a good heart and you're not trying to do evil and you're not trying to manipulate and be super selfish about it when you're actually trustworthy and you have goodness that you want to share with yourself, with your family, with your children, with those around you. And I'm not saying holier than thou, no, but financial abundance can be had and I offer it in network marketing because it can be had. Child, look, it can. You have to work it like a business, number one. If you work it like a hobby, good luck with your hobby. Have fun with your hobby. Collecting stuff, essential oil tools, but it's just a hobby. And I understand what that's like because for a lot of years, it was a hobby for me. But switch it into a business. Learn, learn and grow on how to make this network marketing business a legit business opportunity and financial abundance, especially if you have it in your heart, is something you want. It's not something to apologize for. Why? It moves the world. Now, finances in, in, well, I don't need to go there. I don't need to describe everyone's status of finances because do it yourself. But I just want to tell you that financial abundance is real and network marketing can be your business. And people boo-boo on that. Let them boo-boo as much as they want because it doesn't matter what new endeavor you might choose to do, you're going to get haters anyway. Hey, bad publicity is still publicity. Do what you want to do. Do you, boo. And if this resonates with you, legit, you need to contact me. Talk to me. Grow this opportunity. Don't sit on it. And my cats are meowing. They're hungry. So with that, I bless you in God's name. May you have abundance. Open your hand to it. No, physically right now, open your hand and say, I receive as much as you can. And maybe your ability to receive abundance, to have abundance will grow. Yeah? Contact me on Instagram. DM me. That's the fastest location, at Layla.Dally. I truly, truly want you to be abundant. Within your own idea of abundance, good. But have abundance and then share it. And if you want financial abundance, talk to me. Because it's real and it's legit. And, hmm, if God wants me to have abundance, God wants you to have abundance. God says business, abundance. Network marketing, abundance. Hmm. Hate as much as you want, and you might not believe me. That's fine. You don't have to. But I know who my God is, and I know what he said. So I love you so much. 
sending you love and goodness and peace. And may you have abundance and create a life worth living. Love you. Until the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Business with Heart. My hope is that you'll find a reason to get up in the morning, the passion to change your life, and the vision to create a business with heart, serving and loving the people in this world. Did you find this podcast helpful, uplifting, or inspiring? I would so appreciate it if you would screenshot this podcast and post it on your Facebook or Instagram stories. Hey, you can tag me in your post, at Layla.Dolly. What? One more time, at Layla.Dally. Say that five times fast. Also, if you are so tugged, drop a five-star review. The more reviews, the more this podcast can be discovered by others with the hope that this information will also help, uplift, and inspire. Until the next episode, may you create a business with heart.